I always love this gospel reading because uh, it's a very natural response to anger. Um, that Yes, yank, uh, anger is a natural emotion. Um, I think people tend to think that anger in and of itself is, is, is sinful. E- anger in and of itself is evil. Not necessarily. It is a natural emotion. There is a point at which anger does become sinful, especially when we begin to wish evil upon other people. That's usually the boundary between sinful anger and, and just like natural anger. Because we see Jesus get angry in this gospel. Like he just c- becomes consumed with zeal, as the disciples say. Um, and so I, I, I love this passage because when you're angry, uh, we can use the example of Jesus and realize that cracking a whip and flipping tables is in the realm of possibilities for a response to anger. Um, and so maybe doing it, just like Jesus does it in a righteous way, that should be the motivation. Like he's doing it for, it's not just like, I'm going to do this to spite people. No, he's doing this because he's trying to cleanse the temple. He's trying to purify the temple. Um, and I was reading uh, a reflection earlier today on this dedication of the Lateran Basilica, um, which is the Pope's Cathedral. People kind of get confused between St. John Lateran and, and St. Peter's because people think that, oh, because everything happens at St. Peter's, that's the Pope's Cathedral. It's not. St. John Lateran is the actual chair of the Pope, of the Bishop of Rome. That is the mother church of the Diocese of Rome, just like St. Francis de Sales is the mother church of the Diocese of Homo Thibodeau. Um, same thing with St. John Lateran. Um, that is the mother church. That's why we celebrate as a whole church, a universal church, we celebrate that particular dedication because this is like the symbol of like the church like withstanding the test of time. That St. John Lateran Basilica has been around for 1,700 years. It's been around for a very long time, almost the entire history of the Catholic Church. Um, and that goes to show like its longevity, like, like the, the sense that the church is meant to last. Um, and in this reflection today, it talked about three particular things. The first thing is the indestructibility of the heavenly temple. Ultimately, that's why we celebrate the dedication of churches. Um, we can even celebrate the dedication of, of, of just plain ordinary parish churches. Um, and so I remember at St. Ben's every year in October, we have the anniversary of the dedication of the Abbey Church. It's a beautiful celebration. Um, not every church has a dedication. I don't believe St. Thomas ever had a dedication as a church building. Um, normally what indicates that a church is dedicated is you would see um, candles lining the walls, usually on some kind of mountain lining the walls of the church. And that tells you that the church has been dedicated. Um, so like at St. Ben's, they have these candles on the, the, the pillars inside the church. Um, and so it's an important uh, anniversary to celebrate when a church has been dedicated. Because it reminds us of the heavenly temple. It reminds us of where we're going. So we hear in Isaiah, to, or uh, sorry, Ezekiel today about uh, the temple. He sees water flowing from the temple. In the office of readings, we hear from Revelation uh, about like what does the heavenly temple look like. Like that's the goal, right? The sense of an indestructible temple, which is one, the body of Christ. And he talks about that today. Uh, but then also looking at the heavenly Jerusalem, uh, that that temple in heaven cannot be destroyed, and that's the real temple because why Christ is in heaven. Um, The second thing that the reflection talked about was the sense of purification. That's what Jesus is doing in the readings today. He's purifying the temple. That's what this passage is known as in the gospel. Um, And the whole point for us with that is to look at ourselves and realize that if we are also temples, just as St. Paul says in the second reading today, we have to realize that there's some purification that has to go on inside of us. That we're not perfect people. Even though we have the Holy Spirit, even though we've been baptized, um, that we're not perfect. That there's still some purification that has to go on. Just like the temple in Jerusalem was dedicated and it was there for centuries, um, in a sense, sometimes um, things creep in. And, and so when Jesus comes in and sees like his house of prayer, um, and, and he, he sees it as it's become a marketplace, he calls it, he, he purifies it, he casts out the things that shouldn't be there. Why? Because these things have, have tainted the temple from being a house of prayer. Like it, The focus has now become it as a place of market. 
as a marketplace as opposed to being a place of prayer. And so the whole point is Christ wants to come in and purify those places in our hearts that some things in and of themselves might not be bad, but to look at what's it being ordered towards. Are these things holding us back from being a temple of the Holy Spirit? And the third thing the reflection talks about is the sense of zeal that Christ comes in, and he's not happy with just the mediocrity happening in the temple, um, that he comes in, he wants better. He wants better for each and every one of us. And so in a way, what, what Christ is saying with this, this zeal, zeal for, for, for my house will consume me, this zeal is to tell us that Christ doesn't want mediocrity from us. That we can't just be happy with the status quo. Uh, and maybe that's something that, you know, for better or for worse, whatever happened with this election season, um, that Jesus is going to be challenging us not to accept the status quo. It's going to be calling us out of mediocrity that things have to change, that we cannot be stuck in this sense of lukewarmness, that Jesus wants us to be radically in love with him, wants us to be radical disciples of him, to zealously follow him, so that we can do what he does and, in a sense, purify the temples of our life, to purify the spaces around us. All right? Now, does that mean everywhere we go we don't agree with something? We go cracking a whip? No, I don't think that's going to get us very far um, because, again, Jesus is doing this to show us what righteousness looks like. But in a way, we might, we might be tempted to think that, okay, well, I have to go everywhere that I think there's, there's injustice and start cracking the whip and flipping tables. I guarantee you, if we started doing that in the cafeteria, I don't think the students would be happy and neither would Doc. Um, because Doc then normally has to come in and clean everything back up. Um, so for Doc's sake, we're not going to do that. And he's shaking his head at me right now. <laughs> um, but that's the point, is, is, is we do have to have the sense of zeal to purify the places around us that need to be purified. Um, because if it's not for that, then what are we doing? Are we just content to sit in places that are cluttered, like the temple was in the gospel today? Are we content to, uh, to, to sit in those places um, that really should be places of prayer, but we're so distracted by everything else going on in these places? That's the call for us today, is to aim for the indestructible temple, to purify ourselves, and then for, after purification to use the zeal that we have to go and to sanctify the world.